0: It's Anna here on behalf of the Quicken Podcast, and I'm lucky enough to be talking to Tom Squinch. Uh, hi, Tom. Hello. How are you today?
1: Uh, doing uh, very good, actually. Uh, sunny day. Enjoying uh, some bike riding earlier in the day, and now uh, just uh, trying to relax before we do it all over again tomorrow.
0: Excellent. And are you at home in Latvia right
1: now? or? I am actually in Girona right now. Oh, nice. So Nice weather. Uh, yeah, yesterday was surprisingly rainy, but uh, today the sun came out and uh, it's already heating up. It's going to be a warm, uh, warm evening here.
0: Oh, fabulous. I was going to say, the uh, sunshine has left us here in, our, in our Britain, and uh, it's uh, terrible weather today. Um, but what can you do? I don't get to be in Girona. Um, so Trek has some fantastic results. We yeah, recently, um, we've had Lopez in pink for 10 days you've had the win from Mads Pedersen and Julio Ciccone and then Ellen Van Dyke's our record this must be a great boost for the spirits for the for the whole team really
1: yeah for sure I mean um, Giro has been uh, super good and then you top off with some extra results here and there it's been super nice to see uh, maybe the spring that we had was not uh, uh, what we wanted really and uh, we had a lot of issues with people getting sick um, and so on. And I mean, that kind of derailed the plans. And um, yeah, kind of also you didn't want to pull people out of training camps because they're getting ready for this and that. So it's always, um, yeah, a balance to find the riders to send to which races. And uh, obviously it was, uh, I mean, a little bit of a gamble to let the Giro guys just focus on the Giro and not pull them, not panic and pull them to other races where they could have been used for some results, but uh, clearly it paid off.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you haven't had a bad start to the season yourself. You've got King of the Mountain at Thor of Romandie. I mean, how have you felt about it personally? Have you been, have you been happy?
1: Uh, well, I'm pretty happy with the King of the Mountain in Romandie. Yeah, because that was kind of, Uh, A little bit of a surprise, obviously, also a bit of luck. Um, But other than that, I mean, had a pretty average spring, to say the least. Um, Felt like I was just on the back foot uh, after I got uh, COVID uh, in February. And then got sick again, then crashed. So it was a very start and stop. So I was actually happy that... Um, yeah, I mean, to finish, uh, to close out, let's say, the spring on a high. And um, yeah, just to, well, for one, I got some good training in <laughs> finally uh, before Romandy. And I think that paid off. And then, uh, yeah, now I was happy to relax a little bit and then get, a, get back to training and uh, build up for the next part of the year.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I know what it's like as a fan um watching you know your favorite riders having a good day or a terrible day it's both heartbreaking and thrilling um at the same time but I can't imagine what it's like when they're your friends well that are doing well and or not doing well I mean that must put an extra level onto it
1: yeah for sure I mean I think the closer you are the more you see um the hard work that goes into it the sacrifices people make and so on so uh, yeah, it's definitely more heartbreak when things go badly and uh, more joy when things go the right way.
0: Yeah. Um, when can we hope to see you race next?
1: I will be at the start. If all goes to plan, I'll be at the start of uh, Dauphiné in uh, yeah, a little bit over a week.
0: Oh, nice. Can't wait to see that. Um, I mean, is, do you have a favorite race or a least favorite, Do I ask? <laughs> uh,
1: there, there, there's definitely races that uh, I'm happy if I never do again Um, but it's hard to pick a favorite race for sure just because there's so many races I like to race and sometimes actually that's the issue for me is that I enjoy racing maybe a bit too much and uh, put my hand up for every single race and then I don't get to train (laughs) enough but uh, even though I enjoy training it's just that I guess I like racing more
0: well i suppose that kind of is kind of a key element to being a pro cyclist is that you enjoy racing i mean it's kind of a crucial you know yeah yeah that I guess kind so. of spirit yeah. so you know if yeah. i'll do it me pick me yeah yeah um so um anyone that's familiar with you at all um, will also be familiar with potato power now how did this potato phenomenon come about do you do you know yourself or is it just something that has occurred uh, I mean,
1: there's a, there's quite an extensive backstory in it uh, because, I mean, um, potatoes in general are um, a big staple in Latvian cuisine. Uh, we have dishes in every meal you can imagine uh, that involve potatoes uh, just because, I mean, they're so easy to grow in your own garden and people do it and... If you don't do it, then you your neighbor does. And you always barter with uh, whatever you have in return. Um, and uh, I mean, we were always joking when we were younger. Wherever we went racing, whenever we got potatoes, they were like, ah, they know what we want. So that's why they give us, they see the faces and they, they know what to give us. Um, but then actually the, re- the reason why it escalated quite uh, quite quickly was because one of our swineers, uh, on Hinkapi, brian he decided to google or he asked me first what are latvian jokes and i was like i, I don't know what latvian jokes are and if you google latvian jokes most of the jokes involve latvians and potatoes okay um how high of a regard um uh, is a potato in uh yeah in latvia that it's uh on on the same level as gold and I was like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I started defending potatoes and then it's, yeah, I guess escalated even more. So I dug my own grave uh, yeah. there. And I mean, I was like, well, that's fine. I am I, happy to embrace it because the humble potato is something that, um, yeah, really um, can do a lot. And if we look very, very broadly in the current situation where in the world, we're talking about um, grain shortages, uh, possible food shortages, where because of the war that's going on in Ukraine, uh, that, um, yeah, there might be grain shortages. Uh, Actually, a potato that everyone can grow in their own garden. I mean, okay, obviously not everyone, but it is very... Um, easy to grow. And it is also uh, in most of the world, you can grow it, which is not the same with other crops. Um, It actually can be something that uh, not, let's say, save the world, but uh, definitely helps the world in a huge way.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, but now you've said potatoes can save the world. I think uh, think your potato legend is only going to grow up. (laughs) I mean,
1: if we're honest, a potato makes all other vegetables look bad because not only it's delicious in every single form, it also can light up a light bulb. And if people don't believe that it can, just Google potato light bulb and you'll find a video, I'm sure. uh,
0: Well, I mean, but now I'm a bit surprised that you listed your favorite food as curry on your website is that a potato curry or I mean a lot of
1: curries do have potatoes if you they look do at have potatoes curry, and, yeah it fits a, a, a potato yet again fits very nicely into the curry it, and it when does. I make a curry I do add potatoes
0: yeah, well I say I don't eat meat so I do have potatoes in my curry I must admit yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah there you go I'm just imagining that you've got lots of fan mail of potatoes uh, sent to you as well now Yeah, I
1: mean, as soon as there's any article in the world um, with any word potato, I don't even need to set Google alerts or whatever alerts you want to set for the word. I just get uh, people sending it to me and I know every single bit about it.
0: I'm surprised that the Potato League hasn't contacted you. You know, I don't know, the Potato Marketing League, you should be like their spokesperson. You could, uh, could, they should be your next step after pro cycling. You could. uh... Well. (laughs) <laughs> uh, ah, pending, right. <laughs> pending when this comes out <laughs> um,
1: just so you know there's a potato congress going on okay uh, next week yeah and uh i might make an appearance
0: fabulous that's brilliant um, I, I hope you're i hope you get lots of potato goodies as well <laughs> you get to wear like sash or something like of potatoes I mean
1: <laughs> no I don't th- I, I would not take that title uh I, I don't think I'm the king of potatoes at least not in the whole world
0: I'm sure you didn't imagine yourself saying that today either as well
1: <laughs> no definitely not
0: no um so when you're not uh talking about potatoes reading books about potatoes or riding your bike what do you like to do or how do you uh how do you unwind from from those things?
1: Um... I mean, now it has changed a little bit, but uh, I do enjoy, yeah, reading a book. Obviously, because we spend so much time outside already on bikes and whatnot, uh, spend a lot of energy on the bike, and you always try to not spend as much energy in your off off time, uh, at least during the year. Um, actually, at the end of the year when. I do have time we always try and go on some adventures go on some hikes go on go camping or whatever but uh yeah during the year I spend quite a bit of time uh reading some books and uh just trying to spend as much time with uh my wife and now also my daughter
0: yes I say I was gonna come to the uh the, the daughter point in a minute um yeah so how is uh how is that is, um, I mean, I mean, obviously you're going to say it's brilliant, but
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's gonna definitely go. it's definitely a change, and uh, there's definitely a lot more things that um, we need to get done in a day, uh, yeah. which means just spending a little bit more time uh, running around and a little bit less time reading books. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really enjoying it, and especially I'm very fortunate that uh, I do have this time off uh, to spend. Uh, first with my wife, and then uh, now the three of us. Um, and uh, yeah, it uh, it fitted well uh, with my racing calendar, or let's that's say the very... team actually helped yeah. to fit it. Um, so thank you to them. And, uh, yeah, that and I to actually for signing up to... on time. Yeah, well, it she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah. that's fine as well.
0: And are you finding that leaving the house now takes, like, five times longer than ever before? Uh,
1: for now, I've been actually fortunate that, uh, at least in the mornings, I get uh, still uh, out the door quick. Yeah. And uh, But that's uh, mostly thanks to my wife.
0: Abby. <laughs> Thank you, you. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I mean, I was going to say about books. So you like reading as well. Do you have a favorite genre at all that you use your go to go to read? Uh no, actually not. Um, same
1: with like music. I I am all over the place. There's some things I don't touch, but at the same time, like now with the baby coming, I started reading a lot of baby books. Uh the latest book I'm uh finishing now is The Importance of Being Little, which is uh, not necessarily a parent. Oh, I guess it is a parenting book, but it's more of a philosophy parenting book than like, uh, I don't know, information parenting book. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I enjoy always, uh, reading some, um, biographies or stories about other athletes, uh, by their own words or ghost writers words, um, and then, yeah, sometimes it's also obviously nice to just switch off with some fantasy, anything.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, personally, I mean, I, I like the uh, fantasy or the sci-fi, because it's uh, better than the real world sometimes, isn't it? To escape yeah, somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, you've quite, I mean, I'm, I subscribe to your newsletter. Um, and if any listeners out there don't subscribe to your newsletter, they really should. Um, you have the website as well. You're quite active on social media. So, I mean, I take it from all of this that, you know, I like interacting with your fans. Yeah, I mean,
1: I definitely do more on social media than in my newsletter or on the website because uh, that takes more time, takes more energy and uh, social media kind of makes it a bit um, more, actually more interactive as well. I think if I had more interaction on uh, my website or in the newsletter, then I would uh, definitely do that more. But uh, yeah, just because I do, I do enjoy interacting with fans and that's kind of one of the beauty things about cycling in general, is that how accessible it is to fans. I'm not talking about um, athletes being accessible, but the sport itself where you don't need a ticket to see a race. See an event uh, you can just show up and always enjoy a little bit uh, even a glimpse, even whatever uh, so I think that kinda is one of the things that draw drew me to the sport or actually it didn't drew me, but has helped me enjoy the sport maybe more is just that yeah, um, I do enjoy just seeing the different cultures when we travel the world and um like if you're playing football, you always go from stadium to stadium and the grass, is the grass. It doesn't change that much. Uh, versus when you're racing in different countries, the roads are very, very different. Especially if you go uh, somewhere outside of mainland Europe, even though in Europe already, the differences are quite big. Um, then you see really the differences and you get to experience the people, you get to experience just seeing, I don't know, fronts of shops that are way different. If you compare Tokyo that we raced in last year, for example, versus Spain or France or whatever, um, and thus also it changes how people interact, you get to experience the culture quite a bit, and uh, that's kind of yeah, that's a really really special part for me in cycling.
0: Yeah, no, I can imagine. I mean, uh, just to say, as a fan, I mean, I love going to watch a live race and stand on the side of the road and cheer. So I can imagine that is must be a boost for you as you're going past fans cheering you on um, to, you know, get that King of the Mountains jersey.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, on that day, for example, yeah. I did s- suddenly find myself uh, being cheered on by uh, Julianne's girlfriend, uh, one of our teammates who had showed up to the race i had totally forgotten about it but uh she was there and uh i was like oh that's cool
0: <laughs> That was yeah see that's nice yeah that's a sped you onto your victory she can claim that now she can be like oh, i'm part of that victory me
1: <laughs> for sure
0: yeah um so how did you progress into like, road racing i mean the start did you start off on a road bike or
1: Actually, my first race I did was on a mountain bike. um, And up until I was, yeah, 18, I raced quite a bit of mountain bike and, um, but also road. And I would say mainly road. Um, But yeah, up until, I don't know, um, a few years into my pro career, I guess until. 2016. Actually, I raced at least one one mountain bike race a year. Uh, 2016, I did European Championships because they were in Latvia, Um, and that was I think that was the only mountain bike race I did. But I still managed to finish top 20, which was kind of cool. But um, yeah, after that, once I broke my collarbone, that kind of put that just the timing mishmashed and I really couldn't get back into it. And then I skipped one year and then I started skipping a few more years. And actually since 2016, I haven't raced on a mountain bike, I think.
0: Yeah. You've been busy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've been riding a mountain bike quite a bit. I don't touch my road bike really until December, uh, once the season ends. Um, and yeah, all of November, October is pretty much spent on the mountain bike.
0: Must make a nice change, like a busman's holiday, you know.
1: It definitely does, and I mean, it, it's always,
0: uh, yeah, it's it's
1: fun, it's different, and uh, you get to experience nature a lot, a lot closer.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, fabulous. Um, is there anything else you'd like to tell our listeners that I haven't covered um, at all?
1: Uh, no, I think that's it. I mean, yeah. If people if people want to find me, they they'll know where to find me.
0: Yeah, wow, well, you're very well that sounds really creepy. I was about to say you're very easy to find. And then that sounded a little bit sinister. What I meant was he's on Twitter people. So if you want to uh find him on there, you totally can. Um so yeah, so that's been brilliant. Thanks very much, Toms.